Hi, everyone. Are you ready to be fired up? I am so excited today. We've got Lena Kay, and she is a coach. She helps people from around the world, and she's going to just inspire you and enlighten you and get you to start taking action. So sit back, and let's take a little quick break here, and I'll see you uh, to get ready to be fired up with Krista and Lena Kay. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. In these uncertain times, it's important that we stay positive, focused, and come up with an action plan. This is why I created this Real Estate Agents Crisis Guide. My guide will teach you how to continue to generate business during times of uncertainty and instability, even if the real estate operations have been shut down in your area. My guide offers 30 strategies that you can implement right now. To get my guide, just visit kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide. That's kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide. Hi, Lena. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate that. So what's going on? Talk to us. Tell us about yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited uh, to be with you. So um, tell you about myself. Where shall I start? Uh, shall, shall I go backwards or forwards? <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, I know you come from some humble beginnings. You've been through a lot. We kind of want to yeah. hear about that. So people can hear that you're a human like all of us. We all go through problems and situations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was born in Kurdistan, which is in North Iraq. So we're like we're like a non-Arab tribe. We're like a different. Um, we're we're probably I think we're the um, us and Israel. If you if let's put it if we put it in context, you know, like in the whole Middle East, Israel are like always you know, uh, have issues with other, with other countries. And it's kind of like that with Kurdish people. They're, they're one of our only allies, actually, in the Middle East. America, the UN, that protect us from being bullied from all the other countries. And Israel has our back. So we're an ally. We're, so in, we're, although we're in the Middle East, we're a non-Arab tribe. And so, um, yeah, we're in the North Iraq part. So um, we left because of two wars. Uh, Saddam Hussein was bombing the Kurdish people, chemical warfare. And then Iran and Iraq had it ongoing war as well so I was like conceived in war born in <laughs> born during war and um, I was raised in London we end up in London as refugees um so I went you know I was, I was raised there uh, with my parents my brother and then my parents had a third we've got another younger brother as well so there's like three of us uh, raised in the UK and um, it, it, as a child it was wonderful but the minute I got into like you know teenage those kind of years, it was, I was a bit of a rebel and a lot of the culture clash because in the West, what is good is bad in the Middle East. And in the Middle East, what is good is bad in the West. So it was like this real culture clash, like from, you know, a lot of um, internal conflict. I don't really know myself. And, um, you know, not, there wasn't internet either to find that, you know, the solutions that we can find these days that we can just search things that I, was, I wasn't brought up in internet time. So it was just a lost soul, you can call me. Um, I dropped, <laughs> dropped out of uni in my second year. Um, I, I'd done very well in terms of work. I was always hardworking. I understood that money 
for me meant freedom. If I have money, I could have freedom over my life. And, you know, because in my culture, the women are very, you know, uh, they don't have much freedom. And the, the whole thing is, when you get married, you'll be have your freedom. So it's like you don't have, <laughs> and you can't date, you can't have a boyfriend. How are you supposed to get married? You can't have a boyfriend because you can date once you get engaged. Real, really, that's what I mean, a like real backwards kind of, compared yeah. to the rest, you know, what we're used to. So it was, um, so for me, it was always, the minute I got my, in the UK, it's national insurance number. Here it's like the social security number. The minute I got that 15, I got my part-time job and I've always, I've, I've been working since then. So I dropped out of uni because um, I was working for like a gambling company and I was I was very good at managing. Um, and so they offered me a, a, a role and money to, to leave uni, which I'd done. Naughty in hindsight, probably better for me to have stayed, but everything happens for a reason. <laughs> so I was in that company, um, you know, man- in, in the gambling industry and I was managing like 10, 10 gambling stores in my early 20s, like 10 gambling stores around London. Wow. So London, all the staff, all the money, um, you know, the the training, the customer service, recruitment, all of that was me. Um, and then it, the, the company was just very, very, very unprofessional, lack of leadership skills. And I kind of moved on to banking, which I thought, well, it's a corporate company, definitely structured, professional. I mean, what more professionality, you know, if you, you go from like a medium sized business to a corporate company, you definitely see the professional kind of difference um and it was there it was kind of like on the outside I was in my 20s everything looked like you know oh I work for the bank I'm making money or whatever but really inside um I was very depressed and I had I end up cut a long story short um because I know we've got limited time together cut a long story short in my mid-20s I end up with like a breakdown I had a brain tumor suffered from depression went through some kind of some uh, like, like traumatic abuse um, through the system and I had post-traumatic stress I was medicated up to my eyeballs for the brain tumor medication anxiety I had panic attack I couldn't leave my house alone without a chaperone at some at one point it was that bad for about a year and a half and on top of that I was medicating myself too smoking drinking drugs and everything my life was a hot mess you know and um, I just used to pray for death really in my mid-20s it sounds crazy but I was really like just you know, I didn't really know. I didn't have a purpose. I was just lost. And it was like in my mid-20s when I discovered, you know, the uh, personal development. And it was actually a video by a lady called Abraham, Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks. And that was the... I love Esther Hicks. I know exactly who she is. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, fact, oh my gosh, it was just the new moon. We missed it the other day. We, it was just the new moon. We missed it. We, we didn't write our, uh, our checkout like we were supposed to. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's so happy. You know, Esther Hicks is cool. That's so, so cool. Yeah, so so it was actually one of her videos that was the kind of catalyst. It, it kind of planted the seed that you're responsible for your life. So at that point, my life was a mess. So it was like, well, what do you mean I'm responsible for my happiness, for my health? So that means I created my brain tumor. What does this mean? And it was really the seed that I, in a way, I was, uh, I really didn't believe it. And I wanted to do some research, but the seed had been planted that you are the cause of everything, good and bad, in your life. I and totally so- agree. I, I, and some people will listen to that and go, well, it's not my fault that my husband had an affair. It's not my fault that this happened. But it's like, well, actually... You know, it, it, you have to play your own part because you, you know, you married that person and you must have seen signs or even if you didn't, I mean, you're still, you married him, right? And I know that's hard to hear, but we are the only ones responsible for creating the life that we deserve and we deserve yeah. the best lives. So we need to create it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and it was that kind of turning point in my mid-20s, which was about 11 years ago now, um, that was the, the turning point. And it was then through doing research. So then it was researching things to, to debunk it. But instead of debunking, I actually found a lot of evidence to support that from different psychologists, different medics. Because at the, at the time, health was really at my forefront of my focus, you know. So for me, it was like, okay, can I have, can I find other people that have cured worse things and the same things and I could and so it was watching loads of medical seminars and reading books and journals and, and you know, all these different things and I applied it and you know long story short slowly slowly started to see change and this, so I was committed to the process like, okay if it can work for this maybe it can work for this maybe it can work for attracting love healing this part of my life my turbulent relationship maybe it can help me because I end up from corporate banking to being on the benefit system living in the homeless hostel so it was it was you know getting myself together again psychologically uh, physically in my health coming off the medication coming off the cigarettes the drugs everything and becoming self-reliant not relying on substances people things to make me for me to depend on it for for me to feel good and um you know I call it self self mastery and it was just committed to the process it wasn't perfect it was like three steps forward tumble one step back five steps forward <laughs> 20 steps back but it was always the, the fact that if whatever I've, has happened to me if I can trace it back to somehow somehow I, I don't even need to understand it but somehow I've attracted this and if I can just shift then one degrees I can attract and create something different so you know I got off the the the, the um the, the benefits I got a job with the uh a sales and business development company which was like a blessing um, because I was learning the infrastructure of business so sales marketing so we used to what I we we train many different industries on how to put the right structures for sales and grow. So it didn't matter the industry so much. It was whatever industry we use, the same structures to help them grow. They're about a year and, and uh, the whole team was made redundant after about a year. And at that time I already had a few like coaching clients. So let's talk now about, let's go, let's talk now about your, how you made that, um, that discovery, meaning, so, you know, you, you were down and out, um, very depressed, not wanting to, not wanting to live, uh, not, you know, living in the homeless shelter place and having a complete breakdown and then realizing that you really are the one responsible for attracting and creating the life that you want in your success. So tell me about what that looked like and, and what steps you did to actually get you from where you were to where you are now. So it was, okay. So certain things that I still to still do to this day was, just don't complain. Do, doing what I call this seven-day mind detox, which is like no complaining for seven days. Every time you complain, you start again from day one. So it's not really, you can't do it for seven days. This is, that's hence I've been doing it for like 11 years, okay? Because we're human. <laughs> but what it does is it makes you very, very aware. And if you're complaining and you have a negative mindset, you cannot create positive you know, a, a positive life. And it doesn't mean not not identifying things that might not be going wrong, but it's about identifying the problem, but just don't stay focused on the problem. So I'm very solution orientated. Of course, I identify lots of problems. You know, I make mistakes all the time, all the time. I, I, I lose more times than I win, but I'm all, because I'm always looking at solutions. I'm always moving forward, forward. So for people on the outside, it looks like, well, you're making fast progress and you look like, you know, you look successful, but it's like, yeah, because I've lost so many times. So it was not complaining. 
complain in. It was no, so, uh, not complaining and having solution-based thinking. We teach that. So solution-based thinking, not complaining. I love that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and it was just, it, it sounds so, so basic and people do it in their mind sometimes, but it's not the same as writing. It was just writing 10 things I appreciate every day. Not that I'm grateful for, because great, gratitude is almost like there's a bit of resistance as in like you feel like you should be grateful. You should be grateful, you know, like, so, so appreciation, you feel like you just appreciate it. You don't owe anyone anything to be grateful. You just appreciate. So 10 things I appreciate. Um, and I journal, meditate, exercise and, and the food. I can't explain how much, even with my, with most of my clients are business, uh, development clients. And I can't stress how much I have to go into for them, their morning routines and nutrition and I had to, I learned about the stay away from MSG, stop taking artificial sugars. It's because how can I come back to my nature if what I'm feeding myself and myself is artificial stuff, is fake stuff? How can I become real? How do I know what is true? Yeah. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, watching what you put into your, to your body, you said something before that and you just kind of, oh, you said your meditation routine. What is that? Just, you know, I mean, I get bored easily. I have different meditations. Sometimes I like a guided meditation. Sometimes I just want a silence meditation. Sometimes I just want to walk, take a walk outside or on the treadmill, and I'm just in silence. And that's meditation, just that awareness, just to be present. You know, anything that can get me very, very present. Qigong, yoga. I love Qigong because it's like moving meditation. I love it. Um, yoga. And just doing these little things every day um, that, and also, so not just watching what I consume, but watching what I consume here. So it was TVs off. Yeah. No news, no newspapers. TV was off. <laughs> and it's still All the things you're saying, we, it's like, it's, we teach every morning, um, you know, show appreciation, show gratitude, right? Uh, spend a few minutes alone, <laughs> you know, take care of yourself. It's a part of your morning routine is so important. Be careful what you feed your mind. What are you saying to yourself? You know, don't complain. Look, you know, having solution-based thinking. All of these things we teach so much. And it's, it sounds, you know, it, it sounds so cliche, everyone will say. But, you know, research and science backs the reason why all of it is so important. It's not cliche. It, it really is scientifically proven to work. And yeah. sometimes things that are very simple aren't always easy. And they're, they're very simple things. But oh, they're yeah. so simple that we overlook them right? And so it's a matter of, of getting them in your practice every day so that you can, you truly can change your life no matter where you are at. And I just, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Absolutely. And, and again, like what you're saying, because it's so simple, all of my clients, it's not like they don't know that stuff. So, oh yeah, exercise is good for them. Oh yeah, meditation. Oh, having a morning routine is good. But it's the I, I always say, no, don't tell me you know anything unless you're applying it. You don't know. You're aware of it. You're aware of information. And this is where people get it twisted. They think, oh, because they've read a book. What have you applied from that book? Well, you don't know it. You've read it. You might even memorize some of it, but you don't know it. Uh, knowledge for me means through experience you experience you practice you're a practitioner otherwise you don't really know it you're just aware of some information it's like it's like you know I, I, I say this with love but it's like my overweight family member who is obese but she knows all the diets well then do one like don't tell me about all the different diets that work prove it <laughs> like what you know and for me again it's not really about diet it's about lifestyle loving yourself enough to have a lifestyle but just you know for example like like they say taking money advice from a broke person like they've read all the money books but you know where's the cash flow like if you're broke but apply it you know to show us like, knowledge isn't power implementation yeah. is power because you yes. can be a chronic learner a chronic you know book reader or chronic 
conference goer, but if you don't apply anything, I mean, some people are like addicted to education and learning, but they never actually implement, right? It's better to read one book a year and actually really apply it and listen to it and, and, and live that way than read 50 and not apply anything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, for me, it's all about action, internal action, what you're doing for yourself for excellence, um, versus like the external actions that you take. Um, because like you said, a lot of people know these things, but how many people apply them? The ones that apply them, if you look at anyone that's ultra successful, the ones that apply them are the ones that move ahead, you know? So it's like, you can't, you can't bypass and cheat the system. This is one thing that you cannot bypass. There's no secret to success. There's no, you know, secret to to good health and getting to just eat well. Exercise is not, but it sounds so simple that it's like, no, there must be a way I can just lose more weight or I can just eat well and exercise. Those crazy pills you see, I lost 80 pounds in two weeks. You know, people actually click and buy. It's like, come on, that doesn't work. You have to actually apply things. And if you do research on very successful people, the strategies that you're talking about, that you teach, that I teach are what all successful people say that they do. And it's just the simplest things, but because they are so simple, people overlook them and they think they're cliche. So they don't actually practice them and implement them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, for example, for you, I saw what is it? You sold what? 151 houses in a year. Yeah. My best year we did 169, but yeah, I I averaged over hundred most of the year. (laughs) Amazing. Right. And I know for a fact, just looking at you, just looking at that, I know it's not just the fact that I know that it's the person you are, therefore the things that you do that make you the person that you, the way you think, your energy levels. I know there has to be something to do with food that you, you care about how you eat, you care about how you sleep, you care about quality, you, you, you care about excellence. I know that you care about your body, your psychology. I know this based on your results. Does that make sense? It's, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. And so people think, oh yeah, if they just, you know, got, they just do that activity and this is where you get people, oh, well, I've, you know, I, I, I do the, the cold calling and I've done the, I go networking events. I do the social media marketing. It's like, yeah, but what energy are you doing it in? And what psychology, are you doing it from a poverty consciousness? Like someone said to me the other day, I'm doing a hundred cold calls and I'm not getting, no one, and I said, okay, try me, give me, go, get, get, go into your list, get me a website, Let, tell me what you, let's do role play. And so she told me the website, I went on it and um, we done the role play and, uh, and then we reversed it. And when we reversed it, even though I just had the, just a quick glance over the website, I could say to her, hi, I'm calling from the, just a role play. I just looked on your website. You guys do this product, don't you? You're based in here. Just taking the 30 seconds, I kept her on the phone longer. If you just call, you don't care. You just care about your sales. You're trying to call me for me to buy from you. Don't. So it's like where, the place you came from. So once she understood that all she's been caring about is numbers and sales, not people in helping. She hasn't cared about any of the people on her cold calling list. You know, she hasn't cared at all. Things, things will come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like whatever you're putting out of there is what's going to come back in. And whether it's, you know, it's that, that desperate energy that sometimes people have, that desperation for change, for, to grow their business, to find a lover, that energy will always bring back something on the same level and it's never something we're happy with, you know. So it's that doing that work, aligning, that doing the inner work. There's no getting around that. 
Love it. Okay. So that, so those are the main, anything else that helped you get out of that place or it's pretty much, you've, you've gone over a lot of it that's helped you get from such a dark place up to where you are now. And now you're, you're very successful. You're coaching people. You're, you've left, you know, uh, you left the corporate world and went on your own and you just had great success in helping uh, individuals, entrepreneurs really level up their business and live a better life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you've got to be committed to the process and to the vision and, um, you know, being okay with it. Sometimes it can be a very lonely journey, you know, because you're caring about excellence. The world is programming you to be average. And if you're average, you're never going to create your dreams, you know? Explain what you mean by that. I saw that on your, um, on your intake form. Explain that more. Yeah, so it's it's one of the most. I done a TEDx talk, and this is the most the most quoted thing afterwards was this line that I said that you're designed to win as a human being. We're designed to win, yeah, but we're programmed to lose. And so once you get that and you take control over that programming, then once you're aware of your programming, you can reprogram yourself to win. Explain what you mean by we're programmed to lose, and how do you reprogram yourself to win? Well, we're, we're programmed to lose from the food. The, the food that's most available, the cheapest, the most accessible and convenient is the most toxic, most, un- it's not even food, it's just chemicals, yeah? Um, the television, it's, it, it, when you look at like any marketing, it's not any marketing book or whatever, they'll talk about um, the reshareable, you know, the stuff that goes viral that's reshareable, the stuff that the news uses is a lot fear-based. They've understood that if something scares you and it's fear-based, it gets more shares and more views. And so they keep doing that because the views, like if they just show, oh, this puppy was rescued and wow, there's a new cure for this, it doesn't get many shares, yeah? So for them, for the ratings, they're always, so it's always programming you to fear. If you just look at the emotional state of any soap operas, of the news, the chronic, the things that the most popular music, it is such a low level, such a ridiculously low level of consciousness. Like some of the most most popular music and TV shows, all it is that like you'll see it is sex, drugs, money, luck, and it's like, this is what the world, the majority is programmed with, and you want to... Well, and that's what, what happens when you only feed your mind with that. It's like, it's negativity, even when... It, I, I, feel, I don't even like watching the news. I mean, in fact, everyone was making fun of me because I wasn't really, oh, didn't know about the, that new virus that's... Yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever it's called. And I'm like, I don't like to listen to the news because I don't like to be around that negative stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, I do once in a while, but I try to infuse my brain with what I positivity because I know it's it's a, it's a struggle right so the more absolutely in there that yeah absolutely absolutely I don't I don't even watch the news I don't watch the we don't have tv in the home we don't buy newspapers I get my I'll get like uh, headlines and stuff from I follow some independent journalists online and they're very neutral they're not pro-Trump or anti-Trump they're in the middle they'll say good things bad things about every side and I get a very balanced view from the in but they those independent journalists that have been in the game for a long time they'll never be hired by the mainstream channels because the mainstream channels have their agenda so you cannot be programmed by these people if you're taking a side you're not seeing the truth simple i don't care left or right if you take a side you're not seeing the truth if you're in the middle you'll see the truth you can still you can choose let's say for elections for example you can take back a side and then choose but not through if you're just on one side you'll never see the truth and this is the problem you know programming 
Yeah, yeah I li- I get it. We are being programmed because of our environment, yeah. right? And even sometimes people are programmed because of their home environments, right? Some people were, were programmed to hear things like, you know, money doesn't come easy and frequently and, you know, all these things like money's bad and, you know, um, you take a lot of research shows that when you take somebody out of a, when they were growing up in a poverty, in poverty, they can, that's all they see is poverty. So that's all they believe they can do until their mind, you know, really switches. So that is part of programming in too, is, is our, our environment that we've gotten brought up in. So we have to learn to really reprogram our brains. How, how do you suggest people go about reprogramming their brains? Well, first of all, you've got to be aware. So it's paying attention to, like you said, first of all, your environment. So removing yourself from negative people. You can love people. doesn't mean you need to be around them all the time. You should be so busy on your purpose and your goals that you don't have time to just hang around. You don't have, like, even if you see your family is structured once a week or once a month or whatever your relationship is with people. It has to be so structured, valuing your time, and more importantly, this, and then becoming aware so becoming aware what's the most thing most important thing so money impacts everybody in their life whether it's through the company they work for or the business that they own what is your first memory of money what's your first like your first programming that you're conscious of about money how do you feel about money how do you feel about people that have a lot of money how do you feel about sell how do you feel about how do you feel about it if it's negative uh, you know you've got some negative programming going on there because money is actually neutral. There's there's more money than people in the world. So there's money's not the problem. Lack of ideas is a problem. And people are programmed to have a lack of lack of ideas and to be average. And so first thing is awareness. Whether it's again with, with your physical body, people have these negative belief about what their body could they believe other people can transform their bodies they don't believe they can so therefore their transformation is slower finding love people think oh yeah well it's easy for them to find it's hard for me to find love and so then it becomes harder so this is programming because life responds to our beliefs right and so first of all be aware of what it is you've actually be programmed with the limitations anything that you feel limited by it's not the world that's limiting it it's you it's your programming so awareness and then what do you want so if you think of what you want in its completed state, what beliefs will serve you? What beliefs must you have in order to achieve that? What beliefs will serve you and propel you to get there? And sometimes you can adopt other people's beliefs. You know, you can, like, if you listen to some people that are really successful, they always have this kind of, they're always very optimistic about business ventures and, and about things. They just, you can adopt that from people and you can adopt beliefs. And one thing I love about Abraham Hicks, is she, one thing I learned from her is she said, beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking and I thought hmm that's interesting so that means if I keep thinking these new thoughts they'll become beliefs and they have you know like the beliefs I have now I didn't have them before and actually every time I try and move my business to the next level like let's say I've reached a plateau I'm like right okay I want to take my business to the next level I have to re-examine my money psychology I have to re-examine what I think about business and make sure it's in alignment does anything need tweaking have I dropped down to any poverty conscious level because I've been you know brought up with a lot of that with a lot of lack so it's auto automatic for me to go back there after no no consciously you know just be aware of, of of my psychology and sometimes you can be aware from what people say around you as you can just identify family and friends or co-workers or neighbors when they have a, if you're aware not judging them but just be aware of what pe- comes out of people's mouth is a lot of fear negativity limitations so then by default they are limiting their human potential you know and then you want to stay away from those people. And then yeah, I'm reading a book right now, The Magic of Thinking Big. And it talks about how you should, you know, look at people. And I've actually read it already. I'm on this on it for the second time. But 
you know, he says like, follow people that are really, really successful. And, you know, people that you know, that are more successful, even look at the qualities that they have, the behaviors they have, how they hold themselves, and then really compare yourself to that and go, okay, how can I improve on the good qualities they have? And he says to do the same thing for people that are negative and that like, you know, nothing ever goes their way and they're you know, not as successful and life sucks for them. Right. And really look at how how they go about what they think, what they say, what they do, how they show up and compare the two. And if you look at really successful people, you know, number one, they have the belief system that they, what they're doing is going to work. They're more positive. They, they're more optimistic. They're more enthusiastic. You know, they say positive words, not negative words. There was actually, speaking of that, there was a study that was done by Twitter and Twitter could actually predict um, areas that had um, arthritis. It's, it's like a, a heart disease. But based upon the words that were used, they could predict that areas had more heart disease than areas that had good words that were used, right? So even more so than diet, um, what you drank, exercise, they could predict more who would have more of this, this heart disease more mm. so than anything else was by the words that they use. Because what you, what you say is what you think. What you think is your beliefs. What you believe helps with what, how you act and what you do, and what you say, what you, what you do is actually your life, right? So it's like what you think is actually how you act, which then is how is your life, right? Your outcome input equals output. So, yeah. so important. And, I, and again, people think it sounds so cliche, but there isn't, there's, it's not a surprise where there's hundreds of books from scientists and doctors and that scientifically prove that what we say, how we think our thoughts control everything that we can, you know, we can, our thoughts, what you think can actually visualization can actually be, be mean more and produce more mental activity than when you actually do it. We can go on and on about this. So it absolutely works. Okay. So we're coming down to our, our ending here. Um, Elena, it's been great. So I always ask everybody, you know, um, if they could give one piece of advice to help people like really succeed in business and in life, what would that be? It would be to well, have a very clear vision of what you want to create, first of all. Make sure, you know, it's something that, that the goal is your goal, not other people's, not your idea of success from other people. It's your, from your heart, it rates 10 out of 10 from your heart, the vision. And then every single day, work towards that, like psychologically, be very aware of that, like work towards that, work on your psychology, your emotional intelligence, your physiology, like every single day, um, work towards that and don't depend on motivation. You know, I don't like people ever to refer to, oh, you motivate me, your videos. No, 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 motivation is not a friend. Okay, if we feel motivated, that's great, but it's not reliable. It comes and goes, says waves high and waves by. So structures, reverse and engineering the end result reverse engineering that's fine what structures you need what habits you need what kind of lifestyle and and if you just commit to excellence in everything that happens you know whether it is like you said at this time of this recording like the coronavirus how to act how to behave bring excellence into it with your lovers bring excellence into it with the business that you own or the company that you work for always excellence in everything day by day your mindset is it a mindset of excellence, your habits, how you eat, how you live, how you talk to people, how you talk to yourself, the actions you're taking in your business on social media? Is it excellent or is it average? You know, and this just committing to excellence means day by day, you can have a tangible, you know, you, you can tangibly 
progress, you know, emotionally, psychologically, financially, in, in any area, if you commit to the external and the internal actions. I love that. And set feelings aside, I love what you said about motivation, because you're not always motivated. You're not motivated at four in the morning to get up out of bed, right? You want, you're motivated yeah. to sleep and cuddle and to stay warm, especially when it's raining. Sometimes you have to take, you know, the, the motivation, the feeling aside and just stick with the habits and the commitments and the, the vision as to where you want to go. Lena, thank you so much. So people want to learn more about you. How can they find more about you? Thank you so much. Um, they can go to lenak.com or any of your favorite, like wherever you are on social media, what your favorite social media site is just, it's the same handle and everything is at I am Lena K. And yeah, you'll be able to find me on whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you are, I'll be there. So at I am Lena K. I love it, everyone. So I hope you're inspired as I am. Lena, this was great. And remember, this is wonderful that you're learning. It's wonderful that you're here. And I appreciate so much that you spent this little bit of your day with me. You know, I appreciate that. But if you don't actually implement and actually learn something and do, nothing is going to change. So implementation is much more important than actually learning. Make a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. I've been dominating my local market for over 19 years, and I want to teach you how to do it. My ultimate digital marketing playbook takes the guesswork out of digital marketing. It'll maximize your profits and help you become the authority in your profession or business, even in a bad economy. I am so committed to helping you at this. This offers over $2,000 worth of bonuses all for free. This playbook will give you all the tools and information that you need to step up your digital marketing. To get your free copy, just go to kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook. That's kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook.